Hello, Packer Nation, and welcome to not another episode of Packers in Law. I am Jake, the Packer veteran, here as always. And uh, it's the first episode of Packers in Law in December of 2019. It is very cold here in Rochester. It's very snowy. Um, winter has definitely arrived. And with it, December football, our favorite friend, as they say on Packers.com, uh, when things get good. Uh, so with that, let's talk about this Packers-Giants game. You know, I, w- I went back and listened to some of the episode last week, and I feel like maybe I was in a bit of a fluster, and I kind of overreacted about the Packers losing this game, which I did predict, sadly. Um, but I've never never been happier to be wrong to see the Packers come out. And it was close. Like, I was a little worried in the second half. It was, you know, 17-13. to 13. It was close. Uh, but eventually the Packers put the game away. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, after playing maybe the, one of the, maybe the worst game of his career uh, against the 49ers, comes back and throws four touchdowns. Devontae Adams gets back on track with two touchdowns. Um, running game, uh, Aaron Jones didn't do much. Jamal Williams did okay, but running game is still seems to be kind of uh, struggling to find itself re- in their last couple games. Hopefully that will change this week. But uh, overall, yeah, good win after they put it away. Uh, probably the most interesting thing about this game was the, um, the fact that there were no sacks. Uh, none of the Packers wanted... You know, the the Smiths or Kenny Clark or anybody blitzing had any sacks. But there were there was it seemed like there was a lot of pressure on Jones, and that I think was apparent obviously by the three interceptions that he threw. Um so that's why I guess I'll just skip to Unsung Hero right now is uh Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, because even though they didn't get any sacks, I think they probably caused at least two of those interceptions, if not all three. Um yeah, that's something that was so interesting. I thought for sure the Packers would have some sacks against Jones, and that didn't happen. But it wasn't like, you know, the Giants put up this giant fortress of an offensive line, and we just couldn't get around it. Well, they got around it, they just couldn't get home. So, uh, still an effective game for them. Um, also, here, we finally covered some tight ends. I know there was one play where uh, Caden Smith had a pretty long reception. And obviously, this game could have gone very differently if the Giants had had the services of Evan Ingram or Rhett Ellison. Uh, especially Ingram. That guy is... A very athletic tight end, uh, kind of a terror um, for middle linebackers across the world. But uh, there was the one play where we almost sacked Jones, and then he managed to escape and throw a nice long pass to Caden Smith. Besides that, we actually guarded him pretty well. Uh, that's, a, again, a position I know we've talked about a lot that uh, has dogged the Packers this season. Uh, they just can't cover tight ends to save their lives. So... Um, but yeah, so I guess the question is, did I overreact last week? Yeah, I, I guess a little bit, or a lot of bit. Um, but, you know, I've seen the Packers, you know, lose in situations like this in the past, so I would not have been surprised if that, you know, midway through the third quarter if that game goes differently. Um, but anyways, you know, they got the win, uh, and they're moving on to play the Redskins uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, before we – I know it's not much analysis in this game. I just feel like there wasn't a whole lot to talk about um, – Besides the fact that it was close, but can we just real quick talk about that foul? And I'm I know you can't see this because it's a podcast, but I'm using air quotes. Uh, that foul they called on Blake Martinez when he knocked over a guy in the middle of the field in the five yard chuck zone, and they called unnecessary. Like they didn't even call pass interference; they just called unnecessary roughness. I mean, what? I I, I don't know about that one. I haven't. I've I, I googled tons of. You know, people trying to explain what how that was a foul. Um, I think 
uh, his name is escaped right now, but the ref, the rules expert they have on they have on Fox, uh, he didn't know why it was called. It was I mean, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were scratching their heads on the telecast. Um, or I guess it wasn't uh, Buck and Aikman, but it was uh, I think it was Tom Brenneman. Uh, but you get you get my point. Um, the the announcers, whoever was announcing that game, were scratching their heads, wondering what was going on. I mean, it looked like a normal football play. I mean, if a defensive guy gets called for pass or unnecessary roughness for knocking over an offensive player, defenses are going to be in trouble uh, <laughs> going forward. But yeah, I've just I've never seen such a weird like like I, I'm just so confused by it. I don't know if if if, if you found a better explanation for what it was called. Uh, Send it, you know, let me know on Twitter, Facebook, or send me an email, uh, PackersInLaw at gmail.com, because I'm just confused. Anyway, Packers won. Uh, they are now 9-3 and three on the season, and they will go and play, as I said, the Redskins uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, but of course, before we talk about them, let's talk about what our uh, frenemies, enemies in the NFC North did. So let's start, of course, with the Vikings. Uh, they lost to the Seahawks 37-30. to uh, Seahawks did us a real solid here. Um helping us out, uh, you know, letting us beat the, uh, or beating the, the, uh, gosh, sorry, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, Seahawks is a real solid force helping us beat the Vikings. Uh, so they, the Vikings dropped eight and four. They were previously tied with us for the, for the division lead after we lost to San Francisco, but now they're back to a full game behind us. So the Vikings are now eight and four, uh, and they will go and play the Lions at home this week. And so hopefully the Lions who's we know are not having a great season. They're 3-8-1. I don't know if Matthew Stafford's supposed to play in this game. Um, they're not having a great season, but it would be really nice if they could pull off a home upset against the Vikings. That'd be just peachy. Um, and so the Bears, uh, they ended up beating Detroit 24-20 to uh, on Thanksgiving morning. And actually, since at the time of this recording, we already know what the Bears did. Uh, they actually beat the Cowboys on Thursday as well. So they're, they're now 8-6. and six, um, Or excuse me, 7-6, and six, not 8-6. and six. Uh, and so uh, they actually are still in the, in the playoff hunt. Actually, this is kind of interesting. I'll we'll, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, Bears are still in the playoff hunt. Um, you know, they still have everything to play for, so they're still they're still out there. Uh, and of course, the Lions lost to the Bears twenty four to twenty. They are now three eight one. And as I said before, they will play the Vikings. Uh, so the the Washington Redskins. Uh, y- y- they're three and nine. They're not very good. They have a rookie quarterback um, who's having a rough go of it by all accounts. Apparently, for this game, they might be missing their second and third receivers. They still have, of course, Terry McLaurin. I think is how you say his name. Uh, the rookie who's been having a great year. Uh, one of the few bright spots for them. Um, I just gotta say, this game. You know, I know I was real cautious about the Packers playing the Giants last week, and just the fact that. You know they had they had just laid such a tremendous egg against the 49ers that maybe it would continue the next week and you know maybe they start out a little bit slow but like I said eventually they figured it out. This this game it just ugh, I don't know it just makes me nervous. It feels like it feels kind of like Buffalo in 2014 when you know we were supposed to just go in there and take them apart and they ended up beating us. But I mean that that's a little bit different though because that game was in Buffalo whereas this game is at home. I guess in that case, it kind of feels like the game last year against the Cardinals when the Packers still had everything to play for, you know, needed to win to stay alive in the playoff race and couldn't do it at home against a bad Cardinals team. And, of course, we all know that was the last game that Mike McCarthy coached uh, for the Packers. 
so I guess what I'm trying to say here is let's not take the Redskins lightly. I know, again, they're 3-9, and nine, but they've won two games in a row. they got to be feeling at least a little bit better about themselves. And um, believe it or not, at 3-9, and nine, they're still mathematically alive in the playoff race in the NFC. Uh, there's a great article, I guess it's something they do every year on Packers.com, called Path to the Playoffs, where they kind of examine, uh, you know, what the Packers need to do. or if they, you know, So the Packers, for example, can't cl- clinch a playoff berth this week, but they get some help. Obviously, they beat the Redskins, that helps. If the Lions beat the Vikings, that helps to clinching the division, which we all know guarantees you a home playoff game. So, of course, that guarantees a playoff spot. Um, but at the same time, they mentioned that the Redskins are actually still alive in the playoff race at 3-9, and nine, which, okay, I mean, it might be super unlikely, but, you know, I mean, did anybody think the Packers were going to get in at 4-6, and six, you know, back in 2016 after losing to the, the same Washington Redskins team? Uh, probably not, but they found a way. So uh, I'd say don't take them lightly. They've won two in a row. They still have Adrian Peterson on their team. I know he hasn't played as much, but, I mean, if you've been following the Packers, you know, the last 10 years at least, you know how much Adrian Peterson loves playing the Packers. I mean, that guy just, even, you know, even last year against us uh, in Washington, he had a pretty big game, um, or at least did pretty well if I remember correctly, but historically he has had some monster, monster games against uh, against the Packers. I know the defense is different than the last, probably the last couple times he's, you know, we played him, but still, uh, he just, whatever it is, you know, this happens in sports a lot. It's like Brett Favre when he played the Bears, he always just seemed to have a great game most of the time. You know, guys just, for some reason, they're playing that other team and they just, they, they, they get in a different headspace and they play really well. And that's definitely been the case with AP. Uh, you know, during his during his career with the Vikings, especially, and then, uh, like I said, even last year against the Redskins or with the Redskins against us, he did pretty well. So, so yeah, this game makes me nervous because it's 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 a thing of the Packers should win. I mean, all the experts, of course, have picked the Packers to win again. It's a nine and three team against a three and nine team, but will they? I mean, obviously, that's that, that is the question. That's the only question, really. But um, I have to think yes. Uh, even this game makes me super nervous. Like I said, I, I just, I will not be, I'll be holding my breath till it's over. Uh, let's just say that. I just had too many experiences of games, the Packers going into it where, you know, it, it's a team they're supposed to win. And again, I'm using air quotes that you can't see, supposed to win. And they just go and lay an egg and everyone's wondering what happened. And, you know, I just I've I've seen it happen too many times, uh, you know. Over this last weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, of course, they showed clips of the uh, the Jason Garrett game, as it will forever be known, I guess. Uh, you know, and the Packers played the Cowboys on. I think it was Thanksgiving. Uh, it was ninety three or ninety four, and Troy Aikman was hurt, and so Jason Garrett, who is now of course head coach of the Cowboys, uh, had to come in and play against uh, the Packers. And ended up having, you know, a really good game. Maybe one of the best games. Of his, I don't really know his career that well, but maybe one of the best games he's ever had. Maybe the best game. You know, got the John Madden turkey turducken thing at the end. Got the turkey leg. Uh, you know, it's just or even you know the, the championship game against the Bears. I don't know if we were supposed to win, but once they went down to their third string quarterback, Caleb Haney. You know, we were supposed to win that game too, and the Bears made that game real close. Uh, and it took a great play by B.J. Raji and another great play by Sam Shields to uh, to kind of put that game away for us. So I just I hate I hate these situations where it's like the that you're supposed to win. 
Uh, I feel like the Redskins, again, having won two in a row, they're listening to all this too. No one's giving them a chance to win this game. You know, unless, I don't know, maybe there's a hardcore Redskins fan podcast out there that's saying that they can win. Um, you know, they're, they they got to be acting like they got nothing to lose. You know, all the pressure's on the Packers, really. Uh, it's at home. Like, all the favors are in the pack. All the things are in the Packers' favor. They're at home. They're the better team. You know, all these things. So, uh, all the pressure's on the Green Bay. If I'm Washington, I'm just like, let's just go out there and see what happens, you know? So, I'm super nervous about this game. However, I'm going to pick the Packers to win just because I'm hoping that that game against the 49ers was the last lesson they needed to learn this year to not take things lightly, especially after the bye week and all that stuff. And I know I've already talked about that at length, so let's move past that. They learned that lesson. Going forward, they got to just take care of business. And you can't let the Redskins beat you at home, especially when the Seahawks just gifted you a Vikings loss that will keep you a game ahead of them in the division. Um... So, with that in mind, I will pick the Packers to win. I'm going to pick them to win 24-14. to 14. Uh, Might be close in there, I don't know. But, um, again, it makes me nervous, but I feel like the Packers, again, have learned their lesson, we hope, and uh, that will prove to be the difference uh, in the game. Really, I guess, I haven't really talked about a matchup. Um I guess the matchup is if Vernon Davis is going to play, don't let him beat you because, again, we've had terrible time guarding tight ends. Uh, but also Terry McLaurin is really the only other offensive weapon they have in through the air, so stick Jair Alexander on him and forget about it. Uh, then also just stop Adrian Peterson or Darius Geis, who I know has played more snaps. Uh, but, again, the run defense hasn't been great lately. So, um, yeah, shut that down. So, but yeah, that's going to do it for this week, um, you know. All the stuff about us being on social media, uh, Packers in Law on Facebook and Twitter. We're on PackToTheFuture.com. It's a fan site. Go there for more podcasts and analysis and cool stuff like that. Um, yeah. We'll play tomorrow at noon against the Washington Football Club. And hopefully I will be talking to you a victory, news of a victory, uh, next week. 